Hey everybody, this is Hunter Howard. I'm the lead pastor of Encounter Church. Here at Encounter Church, our vision is helping people encounter God. And that's what I pray and hope for you today, that you will encounter God through this message. Enjoy. We've been on this theme since we started 2022 um, of faith, right? Who in here has felt that your faith has been growing? Man, I don't know about you, but I feel that my faith is stronger than ever before. Pastor RJ said last, uh, last Sunday that he realized as we've been looking at faith, like, whoa, my faith is pretty weak. I need to grow in my faith. And I'll tell you, even as your, as your pastor, I've realized as I've learned more about faith that my faith wasn't all that strong. My faith has really been growing. And um, today we're going to do uh, my part four. Pastor RJ spoke to you guys uh, last week. He taught us a, a very, very um, insightful word on faith. See if, see if we can remember. We don't need a miracle. What we need is faith. Come on, let's try that again. We don't need a miracle. What we need is because a miracle, what can, what's the only thing we can do for, uh, about a miracle? All we, all we can do is Wait, wait on miracles, right? But we can actually walk in faith, right? And, man, that really just sort of gave a whole new perspective on this for me. And today, you know, all of this started as we were reading through the one-year Bible as we were reading in January through the book of Matthew, right? And all of this just started coming out as we were reading through Matthew. And, and I've been teaching you guys about faith since we started the year. And uh, we've been talking about how faith works, right? Because we all want to have a faith that actually works, right? Not just positive vibes or, or positive thinking. We want to have a faith that actually gets some results, right? How many of us want a faith that actually can get something done, right? Not I have faith and nothing happens. No, I have faith and something happens, right? Faith that works. So we've been talking about how faith works. And, 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 and I'm going to give you a quick review here in just a minute. But before we do that, I want to ask you a question. I want you to think about this. Have you ever made a big effort to do something for someone just because you love them? Just think of something right now. Think of a person, a situation that you've made a big effort to do something for them for no other reason except that you just love them. Yeah? Can you think of a, a situation where you've done something for someone not because of what it'll do for you, but because of what, of what it'll do for them? No, I might do something for you, but that's not the point. The point is what it'll do for them, right? I think of this. You know, I like to cook, and I've been told I'm pretty good at it. Um, and my family really likes when I cook for them. And at times, I make a big effort to cook for them, not so, mu not so much because of, of what it'll do for me. I mean, I like my cooking, but, y'all, I like anybody's cooking pretty much. <laughs> You can invite me anytime. I like pretty much anybody's cooking. But my family really likes my cooking, especially Liz. And there are times when I don't feel like cooking, but because I want to please her and Anna and Oliver, 
I'll cook for them. Not because of what I get out of it, but because of what they're going to get out of it. Right? Does anybody do stuff for people just because you love them? Because, just because you want to please them. Right? We like to please the people that we love. Right? So what in the world does that have to do with faith? Listen, most of the time, we focus on what our faith can do for us. Most of the time, and, and, and granted, it's not bad. Most of the time, we focus our attention on what our faith does to us. But have you ever wondered what your faith does to God? Have you ever wondered what your faith actually does for God? What it does to Him? Come on, does anybody love God in the house? Do you want to please God? Have you ever wondered what your faith does not only for you? Because, again, we've been learning about what our faith does for us. But what does it actually do for God? Better stated, what does our faith do to God? I don't know about you, but I want my faith to do something to God. Not just do something to me. Because my faith ultimately is in him and for him. I just end up being a beneficiary of it. Come on, I want you to say this. What does my faith do to you, God? As we look at how faith works, part four, my part four anyway, that's what we're going to look at. When we practice our faith, what does it do to God? Who remembers how faith works? Good. That unintended, uh, not an acronym, I almost said anagram, no. Wask, wascally wabbit, what, right? See, a lot of times people think they have faith, but it's not the Bible kind of faith. Because, I mean, there's even worldly songs, right? You got to have faith, the faith, the faith. But a lot of times what we think faith is is not really what God says faith is. There's a God kind of faith. There's a Bible kind of faith, right? And we've been learning what that is and what that looks like and how it works. And the first thing, you guys already said wask, all right? The first thing that we have to know before we can even really practice our faith is that the first step of faith, of biblical faith, is that we must know and understand the will of God. Biblical faith is based on the will of God. We can't just use our faith on whatever. We can't just use our faith to get what we want. Biblical faith is based first on the will of God. Now, where do we find the will of God? Come on, we had a whole Sunday about this. Where do we find the will of God? 
in every word of God. His word is his will. He said, I don't know the will of God. Here it is, right here. And not only do we have the word of God, and that's, that's why we, you know, have such a focus and, 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 and a commitment to reading the word of God. But also we have, if you're born again, you have the spirit of God. Who shows you the will of God in the word of God? And not only that, we're not alone. We're part of the biggest family in the world called the church. And through the church, God also reveals and confirms his will. So the first step of faith is we have to know and understand the will of God. And it is not a mystery. It can be found if we just look for it. The will of God. Now, a lot of people read the word and know what the Bible says. And so we know what the will of God is. But the next step, if we already know what God wants, is that we have to ask. Very good. We have to ask. There have been many times when I've known the will of God, but I'm not living in it. I'm not experiencing it because I haven't asked for it. You say, won't God do his will just because it's his will? There are some things that God, in his sovereign will, that he's going to do, but there are many times in our lives we're not walking in the will of God because we're not asking for it. You don't have because you don't ask. Ask and you shall receive. Don't ask and you won't receive. So we have to ask. Now, when we ask, we learned this too. When we ask, how ought we ask? In faith, right? What, what does faith look like when you ask? What, what is the attitude we should have when we ask God for his will? Confident that he is able. He is able to do what's in his will and what we ask for, right? And what does the Bible say that if we ask Anything according to his will, we are confident that he hears us and, and we have it. He answers, right? So if we know his will and we ask for it, where's the answer? It's out there. we got to do number three. Once we've asked, we have to seek. And Jesus said, ask, seek, knock, right? Once we ask and we believe that he's heard us, and we believe, Jesus said, when you ask, believe you've received. If I, when I ask, I believe he heard me and he answered, what do I need to go do? Go look for the answer. It's out there. The answer isn't waiting in heaven. If I already ask, it's been granted. Amen? But sometimes we don't find stuff because we're not looking for it. In fact, you'll never find something if you're not looking for it. Now, there are times when God's blessings find us. Hello? Surely goodness and mercy will follow me all the days of my life, right? But there are a lot of things that we don't get because we're not looking for it, because we never make any effort to discover the answer. And then once we know the will of God and we ask for it and, and, and we look for it and we believe we found the answer, what do we got to do? Right? Which means we have to be persistent, right? Don't let go of it. Until you got it. Yes? What does that do to God when we do that? When we understand his will, we ask for it, we seek it, we find it, right? And then we knock until we, what, until we get it. What does that do to God? You already know the answer. We'll get there at the end, but you already know the answer. I believe it makes him smile. It pleases him. We're going to see an example of that here in just a minute. But before I get in 
to the new teaching today, I want to ask if Dan, Christy, Alex, and Kwame could just join me here very quickly because these... You know, we've been hearing testimonies. Last week you heard uh, RJ shared about how they have been wasking, right? And that the breakthrough and then being able to, 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 to buy a home. And you've heard uh, other testimonies of, of people who've been seeking to be baptized in the Holy Spirit, uh, you know, receiving their prayer language for the first time. A lot of things have been going on. But each one of these guys is going to have one minute, all right? Point to them and say, one, you got one minute, all right? Each one of these has one minute to tell you these amazing testimonies because of the faith that they've been practicing. Who wants to go first? I'm here. Hi. I'm Christy. Um, my testimony is about what, if you were here a couple weeks ago when Annette Thiessen was here and we were asked to sew into their school. Um, I was sitting back there and I was prompt, the Holy Spirit prompted me to sew the whole 200. And I was like... What? Why me? I can't even, I'm like trying to afford my car and in the natural, all the stuff I was just, you know, the Lord will remind me, is he my provider or am I? So I sold and, and I was obedient. And then the next day, um, I was, I kept, I never really checked my bank account because I know what I get, you know? And um, I, all day, like at least five or six times that day, I kept, I kept thinking to check my account, and I'm like, I know, I know what's there. I'm not, you know, I know what I sold. I know what it looks like. You know, I'm about to be in the negative because I was, um, whatever. The Lord, we take care of his business, and he takes care oh, of ours. Yeah. So fast forward three, four days. Um, over two days, I had four checks come in the mail that was ten times what I sold. And... <laughs> and the tithe so so he really took care of me in his business so if you feel if you feel led or prompted please be obedient because he will take care of you for taking care of him yes. so for me in um in in 2017 after i graduated college i was trying to like get into working, working as a teacher. Um, and uh, I was, I had a vision at that time of me sitting at a table with many job offers and I had to decide on which one. And so I was like, oh God, God, you're about to give me everything. <laughs> and I got one, only out of all those jobs, only one asked me to be a part of their team. And so, and ever since then, I've just been kind of like waiting and for that moment. And I've been at a, a school that's been really hard uh, and taking a lot of energy from my family and stuff, just a lot of energy I have to put into it. So I've been just looking. And um, this year, I just was like, man, I, I, maybe it's time. And so I just started applying. And I promise you, every single job that I've applied for, I've gotten an interview for those jobs. I've gotten two offers on Friday with the money that is not even really realistic for a teacher. I prayed for a specific salary and I received the exact salary from the offer. So, so guys, um, this is my husband, and we have twins, if you did not know that. So what I'm going to share about is our twins for about a year have had, like, persistent runny noses, mouth breathing, like, just a whole thing. Um, it ended up that they needed surgery to take their adenoids out, and they needed tubes in their ears. But not one of them, both of them, needed the same surgery. 
So I remember being like, oh my gosh, like this wasn't in the budget, but like how, <laughs> especially for both of them, but I'm like, what are we gonna do? Um, the doctor told us, they were like, yeah, so we can file with insurance, but you have to pay the, all the physician fees up front, like times two. So it totaled up to almost like, well, $954 and some change. And I'm like, Lord, <laughs> please make it appear. So um, about a week, I think it was about a week went by, and he provided that. So I was like, okay, thank you, Lord. We got the 954. But then the surgery came, like, in the day before. They call to get the payment. And they're like, we're only going to charge for one. We're not going to charge for both. And I was like, what is happening? But wait, there's more. <laughs> so then we get to the surgery center, and then they are doing all their stuff. And, like, I didn't even expect this, but they were like, hey, here's this chart. Do you make over this amount? And I was like, no, but maybe soon, maybe soon. <laughs> but they were like, oh, you don't? Well, you, you can get financial assistance and, assistance, and we'll take care of the rest of everything. So I was like, what? <laughs> but God just, like, sh showed out, and he's, like, so good because, not, I mean, it wasn't just one of them. It was both. Right. And everything's, oh, yeah, that part. Okay, so, yeah. No, so on the Monday when they called, um, I was, like, anticipating them to call to get the 954. But that morning it hit me. I was like, okay, God, you provided it, but why don't I just, why didn't I just pray for him to, like, cut it in half or them to take it completely away? So then when they called and it was half, I was like, oh, my gosh. Is that the part? Yes, okay. But God is good. <laughs> Well, uh, my, my WASC situation is, um, it's, it really started with me surrendering my will to his will, you know, um, and not trying to do my will anymore, which was pretty much not so good. So uh, um, once I found out what God's will was, specifically with uh, finances, I think all of us talked about finances, I mean, like uh, prosperity, um, and knowing that he wants to prosper Tara and I and, and the church and um, through tithing and stuff, I made a decision to start looking for a job. And, uh, you know, I, was, I had been running a business. And um, so really just found out that was God's will. Went to, uh, I asked him for it, asked for a job that I'd be able to do what I need to do. I go to 12-step meetings at, uh, in the morning. I go to uh, recovery groups at night. Um, so I uh, wanted to have a job that I could be able to still continue to do those things. And uh, as time went on, um, you know, I asked, I sought, you know. Tara and I went to my parents' house, and um, I, while I was there, I was like, I'm going to take an hour and a half and just look for jobs, just fill out applications, fill out applications, fill out, fill out applications, got a call, went to the interview. That was my knocking, and got the job, and, you know, now I'm delivering sandwiches for a living, so hey. <laughs> Wait, but... You asked for specific hours and a specific amount of money, and, yep, yep. right. God met all that. Right. All that. <laughs> God met all that. Jesus did. He, 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 answered the, he answered my prayer about uh, the hours that I wanted. He answered my prayers about the finances that we needed. He also is answering my prayer because I'm making connections there at my job that for potential disciples, you know, so Woo. that's good, too. <laughs> so would you, would all of you say that, it's good to ask specifically for things. It's a specific job, specific job. Offer specific amounts of money. I mean, faith works. 
It works. Now, there's no, it's, it's, not, it's not a formula. If I do it exactly the same way, no, no, no. It's a, like we learned last Sunday, it's a walk of faith in your relationship with God. Let's give these guys and the Lord Jesus a big hand. Thank you. Today, again, we're going to focus um, on what our faith, not just what our faith can do for us, but what our faith does to God. You ready? All right, let's go to Matthew chapter 8. We're going to read verses 5 through 13. Put on your seatbelts because here we go. When Jesus returned to Capernaum, a Roman officer came and pleaded with him. Lord, my young servant lies in bed paralyzed and in terrible pain. And Jesus said, I, I what? There's something about his will, right? I will. I will what? I will come. All right, we'll come back to that and heal him. But the officer said, Lord, I'm not worthy to have you in my home. Just say the word from where you are and my servant will be healed. (laughs) You will. He will. Making a connection here? When we get a hold of God's will? Just say it, and he will, right, be healed. I know this because I am under the authority of my superior officers, and I have authority over my soldiers. I only need to say, go, and they go, or come, and they come. And if I say to my slaves, do this, they do it. When Jesus heard this, he was... Did you know God could be amazed? Like when I read this, I was amazed. It's like, God, seriously, I could amaze you? I'd like to try that. This is Jesus was amazed. And turning to those who were following, he said, let me tell you, I haven't seen faith. I haven't what? You mean Jesus, you mean faith is visible? It's not just a feeling or a vibe? No, no, Jesus saw his faith, right? Because our faith can be seen, there's substance to it. It's something that we do actively, right? And Jesus said, let me tell y'all, I tell you the truth, I haven't seen faith like this in all Israel. And y'all, Jesus had been around, okay? I tell you this, many Gentiles will come from all over the world, from the east and west, sit down with Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob at the feast of the kingdom of heaven. But many Israelites for whom the kingdom was prepared will be thrown into outer darkness where there be weeping and gnashing of teeth. And then Jesus said to the Roman officer, go back home because you believed, because you what? It's happened. Because you believed. It's happened. And the young servant was healed at that same hour. Come on, say, what does my faith do to God? The first one, whenever this officer came to Jesus with faith, Jesus' first thing he said was, I will come. I'll come. And the first thing our faith does is faith moves God. Our faith can literally move God. God, 
Faith causes God to move towards our point of need and move into our situation. Anybody got a situation you need God to move towards today? Anybody got a circumstance you need him to move into? Faith moves God. That's what it does to God. Now, does God need anything to move? No. But he's given us something that moves him. It's our faith. The Bible kind of faith that we've been learning about. Right? It moves God. Because get this, this is so important. God is attracted to the understanding of his authority. God is attracted to that. And see, what caused Jesus to see this man's faith was that he said, Jesus, I get it. You don't have to even come. All you've got to do is say it. Because I understand your authority. Because I have authority. And when I, the people that I'm over in authority, when I say something, they do it. Right? He understood Jesus' authority over sickness in this situation. And Jesus was moved by that. We have to understand God is all-powerful and completely able. There's nothing he can't do. There's nothing too difficult for him. Everything we find in his will, we also find he is almighty, which doesn't just mean all-powerful. It also means totally, completely able. Remember, we learned this, omnipotent, potent, Pot, able. Come on, somebody say, God can. can. We have to understand and believe and grab a hold of the reality of God's authority. In this situation, it was a sickness. It was an illness. But let me tell you, we just learned that God somehow has authority over money. God has authority sometimes over even the opportunities we're looking for, stepping into. And God has authority over all nature. He's the Almighty One. There's nothing He can't do. So, why did Jesus walk on water? Because He could. It's because He could. Because He had authority over nature by His faith, by His faith in the Father. Hello? God has authority over all things, and his word trumps all. There's nothing that you're facing that he doesn't have authority over by his word. His word is more powerful than anything else you've been told. Even all the negative words that have been spoken to you about your illness, about your finances, about your family, about that hopeless, impossible situation. His word is a higher authority than anybody else's word. We've got to learn to hitch our faith to his authority. Am I hitching my faith to God's authority? It's like, has anybody ever driven a, a, with a trailer, right? Or a fifth wheel? Yes? Has anybody ever put a bike on the back of their car? Okay. Why does that trailer go anywhere? 
Because it's hitched to the authority of the truck that's pulling it. We've got to learn to hitch our faith to the authority of God. And he has authority over everything. I find myself often hitching my, my, my faith or my, 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 my expectations to things that are lesser than. Come on, if I'm hitching my hopes and my faith and my trust to the economy right now, we ain't going nowhere. If I'm hitching my faith and my hopes and my trust in other people, how many of us know that is a trap? Even good people. Even the goodest people. If I'm hitching my faith to my job, some of you have experienced that that could be gone in a day. Unexpectedly gone. But there is one thing, listen, there is one thing that will never end. Our God is not only the omnipotent one, he is the sovereign one. He's above all of it. He's over all of it. He is uninhibited by anything. His authority trumps everything. Let's hitch our faith to that. And guess what? That moves him. That steps on the pedal. Jesus said, I'll come. He got up and, well, he was about to go. <laughs> Until this man's faith was so big, Jesus didn't even need to go. Because number two, at the end we get to this. Because you believed, it has happened. Not it's going to happen, go home and it's going to happen. No, no, no. Because you believed, I haven't even gone anywhere. You just trusted my authority. And because of that, it, it, it's happened already. And we know he gets home and the dude's already healed. Number two, faith activates God. What does our faith do to him? It activates him. It's like turning on the light switch. It's like plugging into the power socket. I guess you could say faith turns God's power on. Now listen, not that it's ever off, but sometimes it's, it's not on for me. Hello? Let's just be honest. You ever been in a situation? You know God can, but he's not. Yeah? You said that in church. God can, but sometimes he doesn't. Don't look at me like that. God's power and his authority is always available. It's always there. His power always can heal. Yes? His power always can provide. It's always, his power is always there to make a way where the road is blocked. His power is always there to break through where it seems to be an unbreakable wall. It's always there. But faith actually, like, turns the switch on for that power to come on our behalf. Yeah? See, there's a difference between God can heal and God heals me. 
There's a difference between you are Jehovah Jireh, you're the great provider, and God provides for me. Yeah? There's a difference. His power is there. It's always available, but our faith activates it on our behalf. Our faith connects us to the power source and activates that power to enter into our life. Um, again, it's, it's, it's kind of like, Ashley, turn off the lights, please. Now, there are two light switches back there. All the power for these lights to shine bright so I can see you again. All the power is there. It's hooked up to the electricity. Hello? Oh, I need light, Lord. Does does the switch have the power to turn the light on? Who has the power to turn it on? Well, right now, Ashley does. Hold on. Hold on. Do these lights lack any power? No. Our God's hand is never too short. Hello? His, His arm is never too short. There's nothing he can't do. Sometimes our breakthrough is right in front of us, like we sing, right? Sometimes our mountain is already like, I mean, he's ready to bow. Just already in the position, right? But when we speak of the authority of God into the situation, we activate God's power. Thank you. What does our faith do to God? Does anyone have um, a situation right now that you would really need God to turn his power on in? Maybe it's a family issue. Maybe it's a debt. Maybe it's a disease. I don't know what it is. But I'll tell you, if you'll practice your faith like we've been learning, God will move and his power will turn on. But today, the most important one is this one. And this is where I really want to land this and focus. It says when Jesus saw this man's faith, he was, he was what? Amazed. We could say Jesus was impressed. It's almost like Jesus went, see this guy I've been all over Israel I've never seen anything like this I mean again it amazes me that we could amaze God but faith amazes God faith 
pleases God. I can just see Jesus going, I'll come. And then he says, no, 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 you don't, you don't have to come. Just say it. I know who you are. I know of your authority. And Jesus going, all righty, boys, take a look at this one. Wow. Anybody want to make God go, wow. I don't know about you, but I want God to look at me and go, Wow. Faith pleases God. Number three, faith pleases God. We could say faith impresses God or amazes God, as it says about Jesus. You know, not, uh, not long ago, again, this, uh, we read, as we were reading through the one-year Bible, again, we read Genesis, right? We read Genesis. Now we're already in, like, numbers. But we read Genesis. And Hebrews 11 gives a synopsis of a lot of things we read in Genesis and Exodus and, and all that, right? Okay? And Hebrews 11, 5 and 6 summarize what we read in Genesis about this guy named Esau. I think this is the third time we've mentioned him in the faith series, right? But I want us to look at what it says about Esau. Enoch, excuse me, Enoch. E Esau, yeah, no, not good faith. Okay, <laughs> Enoch. Read, read. I need my glasses. Yeah, I need glasses today. No. <laughs> Enoch. Look what it says about Enoch. It was by what? Faith that Enoch was taken up to heaven without dying. I mean, again, we've talked about this already. I mean, he walked with God, and all of a sudden, God was like, okay, you're done. No need to die. Come with me. He disappeared. <laughs> because God took him. Every time I read that, I'm like, that is just so cool. Imagine, not Esau, but Enoch was walking along, and everybody knows Enoch, is, he just loves God. And all of a sudden, he's just gone and never comes back. And everybody goes, God took him. <laughs> he disappeared for God took him. For before he was taken up, he was known as a person who, who what? Pleased God. What do you do when you're pleased? He was known as a person who pleased God. Let's keep going. And it is impossible to please God without what? Faith. Anyone who wants to come to him must believe that God exists and that he rewards those who sincerely seek him. 
we believe and we seek, we will be rewarded. Now listen, there are a lot of things that please God. There are a lot of things that please God, right? Yes. I mean, love pleases God. God is love, right? Sacrifice pleases God. Serving others pleases God. Generosity pleases God. Holiness and uh, the pursuit of purity, that pleases God. Kindness and, 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 and goodness towards others, that pleases God. Yes? Yeah, there are a lot of things that please God, right? But if we want to please God, there's really one thing we can't do without. Because we can have all of those things, but if we don't have faith, we're not pleasing to God. A lot of people are trying to have a bunch of love and kindness and generosity without faith. And God's like, I like all that stuff, but if you really want to please me, there's one thing you're missing. Because faith pleases God. Now, God is, God is, you know, God doesn't need me to make him happy. God is happy. God, God is joy, right? He made joy. But there's a way I, little old me, can make him happy, can please him, can amaze him, can wow him. And it's when I practice my faith like I see it in his word. When I get to know his will and then I believe it so I ask for it, right? And then I don't just ask for it, but because I believe he's answered me, I go and seek it. I go look for the answer. And when I find the answer, I grab a hold of it. And I knock on that door until it opens and I got it, right? God likes that. See, God loves us, but there's also things he likes. And he likes faith. What can I do for God just because I love him? Knowing good and well that faith is going to reap great benefits for me. Because that's the way he made it. But what does my faith do to him? I think it makes him smile. Say, God smiles. Yeah, there's actually scriptures that say God smiles. Man, make his face smile upon you, right? Our faith pleases him. It's the one thing we can't do without if we want to please God. And Jesus is actually searching. For faith. Look at Luke 18, 8. I'm going to read it and then we'll come back to it here in just a minute. I tell you, he'll grant justice to them quickly when the Son of Man returns. How many will he find on earth who have faith? When Jesus returns, 
How many will he what? Find implies he's, he's looking for that. That's the thing he's looking for. Right? I mean, we're saved by his grace, but the only way to get his grace is through our faith. It's what he's looking for. He's not looking for a perfect person. He's not looking for somebody who's got it all worked out. Thank you, Jesus. He's looking for faith. Will he find you? Will he find me? When the Son of Man returns, will he find us running around with like chickens with our heads cut off trying to figure everything out and have everything, everything under our control and... Or will he find somebody who has learned to know and understand his will? Ask for it. Seek it. And knock and not let go of it until we have it. Will he find us? I want to challenge you with something this week. Actually, right now. I want to I challenge us to do this right now. Identify one need or one circumstance you need God to move towards. Everybody already said they have one. (laughs) Identify it. Think of it right now. One thing, one situation, one need that you need God to move towards or move into. And right there in your heart, begin to hitch your faith to his authority. He has authority in and over that need, that situation, that circumstance. Doesn't surprise him. Maybe even begin to just declare it. God... You are bigger than and stronger than this. And just say what it is. I trust in what you say about this. I don't trust what others say. I don't trust what I even feel about it. I trust what you say about this. Come on, this has to be intentional. Whatever it is. Whatever it is, if it's a sickness, if it's a need, if it's a relationship, whatever. If anything you know from God's word, just begin to speak it over that situation. Begin to hitch your faith to his authority over that. He loves this. This pleases him. is so important. No one else can do this for us. (laughs) We can join our faith together for things, but it starts by each and every one of us practicing this faith. 
Come on, if you know his will about that situation or that need or that circumstance, just say it. Just say, this is your will, God. I know this is your will. This is in your word. Maybe even the Holy Spirit will give you a word about it specifically. Just begin to declare the will. If it's a sickness, Jesus, you carried my infirmities in your own body. By your wounds, I was healed. It is your will for me to be healed and whole. Apply that to, 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 to whatever the situation is. Just maybe even right now you're, you might be thinking, I don't really know the will of God about this circumstance or need. Okay? You're going to go find the will of God this week in his word, in prayer. You're going to ask a, a, a leader, a pastor, someone, help me find the will of God about this. And you're going to hitch your faith to his will, to his word. That's his authority. Thank you so much for tuning in today. I really believe God spoke to you through his word today and is moving in your life. If you'd like more information about Encounter Church or you'd like to give your tithes and offerings, you can visit our website at EncounterChurchAtlanta.org. I'd also like to invite you to share this message on social media. Thanks again.